0: But tonight, there's one word that we're talking about when it comes to love and dating and relationships. One word that we're talking about. I know this, this word, it's, it's kind of awkward to say, and it's not even fun to say sometimes. And it, it could be difficult for some of you guys in this room to say this word. But I'm going to ask you all to say this word with me. Could you guys say this word with me? Are you ready? Boundaries. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Tonight we're talking about boundaries. Um, could you say it with me? Boundaries. All right. So... Let me, let me tell you tonight, this word is imperative, this word is important, this word matters. Tonight, I want to challenge you to set some boundaries in your relationships. To set some boundaries in your relationships. Um, but I really want, another key word that I want you guys to know, what I want you to focus on tonight is the word pre-decision. See, pre-decision is power. Say it with me, predecision. Say it again, pre-decision. Pre-decision means this. Before you walk into a scenario or a situation where something could go a little, even a little bit wrong, you make a decision of how you respond, how you're going to react before you even walk into the situation. So if you play sports, anybody in here play sports? Okay, if you play sports, uh, you're going to say making a pre-decision would be saying, I'm going to decide right now, before I even step onto the field, that I'm going to hustle, that I'm going to work harder than anyone else on that field if I want to play. I'm not just going to figure it out when I get there. I'm going to decide beforehand how I'm going to act, how I'm going to play on the field. Some of you guys, maybe you're here tonight. Uh, maybe you 100th time here. Maybe this is your first time here tonight. But you had already made some pre-decisions before you've walked in this room and 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 you decided whether or not you're going to listen to god speaking to your heart tonight or not but your predecision can be powerful in your life it can set you up for success because not having predecided or or just deciding in the moment like like could you just you just like wait until an awkward situation shows up Maybe with your boyfriend or maybe with your girlfriend or maybe with your group of friends, you wait until that decision shows up to make a decision. Well, when you make predecisions, you've already got set in your mind the decision that you're going to make when those things come up. Honestly, like this could cover predecisions could cover all aspects of your life. but for the sake of this series, this real love series, we're, we're talking about making pre-decisions in your relationships. So um, it, it's one thing to make pre-decisions, but it's another thing to actually follow through on your decisions. So let's start tonight. We're going to look at some things first off that we tend to do to destroy our boundaries. Some things that could hurt, some things that could damage. Even if we set boundaries or not, these things could destroy our boundaries. These actions or these decisions that we make that destroy our pre So the first thing, um, well, what we're going to talk about first is ways you will never succeed in having boundaries. These are ways you will never succeed in having boundaries. The first thing is this. You will fail if you trust your willpower. You'll fail if you trust your willpower. You're just like, I, I can just, I can will it enough. I can do it enough. Like I've got the willpower to say no. You never know what you're going to do, what you're going to say, how you're going to act until you're in that situation. And you're being pressured and you're being tempted and, 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 and it's right in your face. You will fail if you simply just trust your willpower. You cannot trust your willpower. When it comes to your purity, when it comes to your, your relationships, you cannot trust your willpower when it comes to that boy or when it comes to that girl that's sitting next to you. Willpower is nothing without God. You will do the, you will, you will do the right thing. It, it's, will you do the right thing? When you're sitting on a comfortable couch in a dark room, alone, watching Netflix, like you know how it goes, like you put the right show on Netflix. This is the right show. Like it's got kittens in it. Like I don't know. I would want to murder that person. But, anyways, um, you put the right show on Netflix, you get the couches all set up, you, you bring the lights down low, you, you're burning a scented candle, I don't know. Um, the lights go down with that guy or with that girl in the room. And I, I think it's scientifically proven that your willpower is not strong in that moment. Your willpower, is, your willpower goes right out the window in that moment right am I right? you can't trust you you can't trust it and and your will it even gets magnified when you're with someone you're attracted to you can't trust your willpower the second thing that you will fail at when it comes to making decisions trusting your boyfriend or your girlfriend to keep your purity I I, I know not. Not all of you guys in this room are in a relationship. I know that, but you will probably be someday, eventually. And and this is good stuff to know. But you you um you when you trust someone else with with your purity, or when you trust someone else to make the decision in the relationship, you you put yourself at somebody else's mercy. So I'm I'm just gonna let them decide in the moment, um and and see what happens. Girls, um, you don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. You can't trust someone else to set your boundaries. Don't put your purity in the hands of someone else. Well, he seems like a nice guy. Don't do it. Guys are not nice guys. I'm I'm sorry. They are. We have some really awesome guys here. But um, just don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Save yourself a lot of hurt. The third thing is this. Just because they go just because they go to church doesn't make them a Christian. Amen? Just because they go to church doesn't make they they call you up. Hey girl, how'd you like to come over for a Bible study? <laughs> My parents aren't home. No, don't do that. Like, hang up. Like, hang up as quick as you can. Do not fall for that. Never fall for the guy with the Christian pickup lines. You know what I'm talking about. Like, church guy trying to use the church pickup lines. Like, girl, I put the stud in Bible study. (laughs) Just walk away. Walk away. Turn around and walk away. Girl, how many times I got to walk around you to make you fall for me? Don't fall for that. Um, don't be that person. Like, don't be the guy who's like, "Girl, do you need prayer?" Because I'm more than willing to lay my hands on you. <laughs> don't be that person. Don't be that person. Um, <laughs> it's funny, but but people. It's funny, but people want to be real spiritual at times for all the wrong reasons, like. I just want to lay my hands on him and pray for him right now. Can we all just gather around just like an excuse to touch this guy or to put my hands on this girl? Like, I know, like we're joking around and we're having fun about setting boundaries. But if we trust the wrong thing, the odds are stacked against us. How many of you guys, okay, you don't have to be honest. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. But like at altar times or at prayer times, you see someone who's responded and be like, I really want to pray for that guy. Like, you know, okay, okay, you don't have to say yes that you've done that before. But, um, but the reality is that we've all put ourselves in these situations. We've all put ourselves in, in situations. Maybe You may be here tonight, and, and you may not be in a relationship, but you need to understand that there are moments that will compromise your purity. There are moments that will compromise your purity. I, I don't know how it works, but somehow gravity gets stronger when the sun goes down. I don't know how that works. When the sun goes down, gravity gets strong. You put yourself in different scenarios. And, and the more you put yourself in compromising situations, the more you're hanging out on a cou- in a couch in a dark room or, or in places alone, mistakes will happen. It's so easy. The snuggle is real. It will happen. So tonight, students... I want to set you guys up for a win. I want to set you guys up for a win. Um, I want you to have victory in your relationships. We're going to make jokes and we're going to have fun. And, and, but the reality is, is that most people in this room are in one way or another dealing, dealing with some of these things. They're dealing with relationships. And if you're not now, you eventually will be. Because one of these days you're probably gonna find a boyfriend or you're gonna find a girlfriend. And and we're always we're all dealing in one way or another with different kinds of purity, different relationship issues, different we're dealing with different things, things, and the, the reality is is that boundaries, setting boundaries is very vital in your relationships. You have to, you have to, you have to create boundaries in your relationships. I don't care how boring that sounds or how much willpower you have. If you don't have strong boundaries, you will fail. Even if you, you, you're you already in a relationship, it's never too late to sit down with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend and say, you know, I, I've been thinking about this purity thing and, and I want to date the right way and, and have a relationship the right way that's pleasing to God We've got to set some boundaries in our relationship. There's nothing wrong with doing that. So many times we'll be sitting in a, in a service just like this, taking notes just like some of you are now. And God speaks to you through the message. Or, or, or maybe at the end of the night you pray and you make a decision to change your life for, for Christ. And we're all like, this is my new standard. This is who I am now. This is who I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna live now. This is my new standard. And then we walk right out the door and we forget about the decision that we just made. And you don't set yourself up for a victory. We have these e- emotional responses or feelings, but most times it doesn't get past the emotional response or feelings. I need you to know this, and I, and I want you to write this down. I didn't put it. In the notes, but um, every boundary God gives us is for our best. Every boundary that God gives us is for our best. Here is the thing: sometimes we hear about boundaries and we think, "Whoa, you can't put limits on me! Don't put you don't know who you don't put limits on me." But the reality is that God actually created us to have limitations. He created us to have limitations. He created Adam and Eve, male and female. And he put them in the garden. And he put a tree there called the tree of good and evil. And he said, don't eat of that tree. He said, you can do everything, anything you want to in this garden. Anything you want to in this place. But don't eat from this tree. And this is, he put limitations. And he created us to have boundaries. And there's a health that comes with boundaries in our lives. So, tonight, I've got five things. Five things I want you to write down. Five things I want you to know that will set you up for success in godly relationships, in maintaining godly boundaries. Five things that will help you win with godly boundaries. The first thing is this is to trust your boundaries. Trust your boundaries. Well, first, you've got to set boundaries. But after you set the boundaries, trust your boundaries. See, it's super simple, it's an easy concept. Create boundaries that you're going to trust. Things you actually believe in. Proverbs four twenty three. It says this. It says, "Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life." See what does guarding your heart look like? Because we say this. I say this verse. I say it often. Um, and, but, but what does that look like? We, we've all heard it. If you've been in church for a little while, you've heard that verse probably a a few times like, Hey bro, just, just guard your heart. Just guard your heart, man. Like you, you've got to guard your heart and you're like, what does that even mean? Like, do I wear a bulletproof vest? What? The reality is that everything in our life can enter through the heart. Like your mind can actually be dictated by your heart. You feel things and you have these emotions through your heart and it becomes a gateway to your mind. If you don't let your enemy in your heart, he's not going to have access to your mind. If you don't let your enemy in your heart, he's not going to have access to your mind. You have to guard what and who you let into your heart because it will determine the course of your life. See, that that means not following your heart to be given to a boy or to a girl. Or not allowing your heart to be given to something or watching something on the internet. Not allowing your heart to be given to things that are impure or unclean. But instead, giving your heart to Jesus fully first. See, when you have boundaries and, and you trust those boundaries, it will help guard your heart. You set these boundaries and say, you know what, I'm not going to put myself in these scenarios and I'm not going to put myself in these situations with this girl or with this guy. I'm not going to be alone late at night on the computer. I'm not going to I'm going to let my parents have my phone at night so so that I don't have access to these moments when it's easy to be weak. I'm going to create boundaries so I don't damage my heart and my relationship with Jesus. It's so important. To set boundaries. Now listen. If you don't have a desire to guard your heart. Then don't even bother setting boundaries. If you don't have this desire to guard your heart. Then don't even bother. You've got to want it. This is about your heart. And this determines the course of your life. You need to be like. I'm going to build 100%. Definitely hugely bigly. A wall around my heart. It's going to be bigly. It's going to be the biggest wall, and nothing's going to get past it. It's going to be huge. Sorry, that was bad. But seriously, though, you need to build boundaries around your heart. Second thing is this. The next practical boundary in your life is you need to trust his transformation. You need to trust his transformation. Romans 12, 22... 12.2, it says this Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and perfect, and pleasing and perfect. See, students, tonight, right now, where you're sitting, I don't know everyone's in this room. I don't know everyone's story. I don't know the places you're at in your life right now. But from, from where you're sitting, it may seem impossible. Purity may seem so far away. Boundaries may seem impossible. Because maybe you're in this season where, where you've had a lot of failures in your life. You, you've made up a lot of mistakes in this area. Maybe you're right now sitting in this room and you hear my voice and you're thinking, I I I want that. That sounds good, but it seems impossible. Let me tell you tonight, one thing you need to be able to trust, the one thing you can trust is the transformative power of the Holy Spirit at work in your lives. Look at what this is. Is that verse still up there? Yeah. Yeah. It says, don't copy the customs and the behaviors of this world. It's saying this. It's saying, don't be just like everyone else. Set boundaries. Don't be like the rest of the world. Whenever the world says this is okay, it's probably not really okay. Set boundaries. And then it continues to say, um, don't copy the behaviors of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, when you set godly boundaries, you'll begin to think different. You'll begin to act different. You'll begin to do different things. When you set these godly boundaries, then it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, let God's transformative power take place in your life. One thing that we say around here, one, th- one of our values here at Emerge is that growing people change. See, if you're growing to be more like Jesus, you've got to make some change. You can't stay the same. You can't continually be the same. It starts by setting boundaries. See, every decision, every single decision that you make, it's either a con- it's either a conforming or a transforming decision. Every decision you make, it's either conforming or transforming. You can conform and just be, be part of the crowd and be just like everyone else, and, 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 or you can be transformed. You can be different. See, I would say that the biggest question or statement that I hear being a pastor, is, is especially with students, is, is people saying, I, I just want to know God's will. Or God's plan for my life. I want to know what he wants me to do. I want to know his will. I want to know his plan, his purpose for my life. And and I don't know if you guys were here last week, but man, I loved Brooklyn's three minutes of fire. It was so good. And it talked about this. It talked about God's plan for your life. And do, do, if you will do what Romans 12, two says, don't be like the rest of the world. Let God transform you. Change the way you think. Then, then, then you will learn and you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That is key. That's the thing right there. That will set you up right there. Don't be like the the rest of the world. Let God transform you. Change the way you think. Then you will learn and know God's perfect will. The third thing is this: you need to trust that there's a way out. Trust there's a way out. I know this is this is, for us in this room. this may be kind of heavy tonight. It may be kind of depressing. it may be kind of sad. This is uh, really the kind of the heaviest message maybe I've preached so far in this series, but kind of let me lift your spirits for a moment here. Um, you need to know there's a way out there's a way out. I don't care how dark it is, how tough the struggle is, or, or how tough the snuggle is. You need to know there's a way out, no matter how bad it is. There's a way out. First Corinthians 10, 13, it says this, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. See, let me tell you tonight, don't ever think that you're the only one who's ever had difficult thoughts. Don't ever think you're the only ones who's had difficult things come into your life where you've had to make difficult decisions. Don't think you're the only ones who's had to struggle with purity. Never isolate yourself like that. You need to know this. We all, every single one of us in this room, every single person in this church, every single person on this planet, no matter how good they are, no matter how Christ-like they are, we all struggling or we all have struggled we all we've all struggled with things, but the thing is, the key is that we've gotten the victory over a lot of these things. That's growing to be like Christ. Uh, take a look around the room. Some of our adults, some of our leaders in this room, Rex and Megan, when you guys, um, there, there were probably some temptations when you guys were dating, correct? Yeah. Um, um, David and Debbie, there was probably some temptations when you guys were dating, right? That's true. (laughs) Like Zach, Josh, Eric. Like there are temptations in your lives, correct? Johnny, there's temptations. Jessica, there's temptations. There's temptations for every single one of us. Uh, Kristen, I know there were temptations when we were dating. (laughs) Firsthand. Um, But here's the deal. You need to know this tonight. You aren't the only ones who have ever struggled with this. You aren't the only ones who have ever dealt with this. You need to know this. Being tempted, it's not a sin. The temptation is not a sin. But when you give in to that temptation, that's when you bring sin into your life. You need to know this. Let me read the rest of that verse that we have. It says that God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. See this verse is vital. This verse is vital for all of us. He'll give you a way out. It doesn't matter how dark, how bleak, it doesn't matter how 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 tough the situation is, there is a way out. Look for the way out and run to that. The fourth thing is this. Trust your singleness. Any single people in this room? Yeah. Trust your singleness. There's nothing at all wrong with being single. Yeah, hey, listen, listen, listen. All the way from 12 to 18 and, and over. There's nothing wrong with being single. Don't let the world pressure you into a relationship. There's nothing at all wrong with that. Th- this one's a big deal. Let me read this. Second Corinthians 6.14, it says, Don't team up with unbelievers. How could righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? See, I've seen so many people cut themselves short and step into a relationship that's toxic with someone who has no business being in their life. And and yet they let them in because they don't trust their singleness. And there's this... There's this desperation. There's this, this like, I gotta be in a relationship, I gotta have a girlfriend, or I gotta have a boyfriend, and you can't trust your singleness. So you you just jump into a relationship, you're desperate for intimacy, you're desperate for love, and you run to a relationship thinking that's the answer. See, Paul in the Bible, he even talked about this, he talked about when you're single, that's when you can do so much for the kingdom of God. You aren't distracted. Your emotions aren't split. See, when I was your age, I was the kind of guy who is always in a relationship. I was all—I always had to have a girlfriend. I always had to have someone around me. I, I was—I was always in a relationship. But when I made this decision to follow Jesus with all of my heart, with everything this got, with everything I've got, I swore off dating. I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to date." I'm just going to focus on Jesus and let him provide someone for me. When I made this decision to to follow Jesus, I swore off dating. The only relationship that I focused on was my relationship with Jesus. I came to find out that I loved being single. I loved being single. It was freeing. I didn't have distractions. I could solely focus on Jesus, and I did just that. See, in that that time also in my life, I began to set boundaries in my life and on my heart of the kind of girl that I wanted to date, the future girl that I wanted to marry. I began to set these boundaries in my life of what I was going to look for, what I wanted in a relationship. I wanted a girl that made church A priority, a a girl that loved God. I I set these boundaries not not just because, like I said earlier, just because someone goes to church doesn't make them a Christian. See, I wanted a girl who could sing. I I I wanted a girl who who would worship even if I was standing right next to her. I've seen this in relationships. You're like you're afraid to worship. I don't know, I don't know why, but I've seen this like a billion times. I've been there myself. You're afraid to like step out and to do something different. You're afraid to worship. I wanted a girl who would worship even if I was standing right next to her. I don't know why, but that was a big deal. Uh, I wanted a girl who was pure. I wanted a girl who was holy. I wanted a girl with high values. I wanted a girl that was happy. A girl that was fun to be around. Not like down and depressing. That's no fun. Um, and and it just so happens that this girl is extremely good looking. Now I loved being single, but as I trusted God with my future, and as I begin to set godly boundaries on my life, God provided the perfect one for me. Don't be desperate. For a relationship, be desperate for Jesus and let him lead you or send you that right relationship. See, a relationship with a guy or with a girl will not fill that void in your life. Only Jesus can do that. The fifth thing is this. You've got to trust that you're worth it. You've got to trust that you're worth it. Every single one of you in this room, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. it. 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You did not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with what? With your body. See, the value of your body is that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you accepted Jesus, He transformed you. See, you you can do so much. The, The Bible declares over and over and over all the things that you can do through Him. Your life can be so much more than you ever expected. Let me tell you tonight, don't devalue your relationship with Jesus. Don't devalue your hopes and your dreams and think you aren't worth it so start so so what you do tend to do is start to put your value in someone else in a relationship in a guy or in a girl find your value in Jesus before you ever find your value in a relationship See I can tell you guys firsthand that it's so worth it to have boundaries it's so worth it to set boundaries because I put Jesus, because I put God first in my life. He, he gave me a woman. He blessed me with a woman that loves Jesus. See, these boundaries, what they do is they protect you. They guard your heart. They set you up for healthy relationships. Students in this room, you need to know this, that you are valuable. Valuable. You're priceless. You need to know that. You need to treat yourself that way. Don't settle for fake love. God has that perfect one for you. But right now, all you need is Jesus. See, how in the world can you trust God to save your soul, but you can't trust him to bring you your future spouse?